Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese's farewell party, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how was your Thanksgiving? It was it was great, except for, you know, sitting in a, a room full of Eagles fans watching the Cowboys lose was not my idea of a good time, but the food was good. How was yours? <laughs> um, it was good. I did not watch the Giants lose an ignominious fashion to the Redskins and yeah, I can't Probably believe this. Yeah, I, I can't believe that, you know, somebody, a Giants fan uh, texted me earlier in the day that said, happy Thanksgiving. And I said, yeah, it'll be even happier if you don't watch the debacle that's coming tonight. And sure enough, Oof. but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not one to say I told you so, but um, anyway, yep. you've got a, a busy busy show tonight, so let's not dwell on our team's respective failures on uh, Thanksgiving Day and instead uh, figure out how we can help people win some uh, fantasy uh, football league playoff spots yeah. this week. So how how is the best way for people to get in touch with us? So we will be here with you for a full hour, as we are every week. So if you're listening live, we're here till 10 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, adjust accordingly for wherever you are. And, of course, if you're listening after the fact, Thanks for stopping by. You've got 60 Minutes of Awesome coming your way. Uh, you can find us all over social media. We're at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And we've got a, a nice action-packed show for you tonight. Obviously, either you're in the playoff push or you're – just playing spoiler at this point, but either way, we've got plenty in in line for you. We've got all of our injuries, benchings, quarterback changes. We'll get there. You know, that's a, that's a tough one for you this week. Um, we've got all of our start sits, our waiver wire picks, uh, daily fantasy picks, our predictions, all that good stuff. So we've got an action-packed show for you uh, coming down the, the fantasy stretch here, if you will. This week is a hard week, at least I think. I'll, I'll make a confession here that last week I thought it was relatively straightforward to get a track and you know, get a beat on the games and get a good sense of which teams were likely to yeah. do what. This week, with the exception of maybe three or four games, I am just feel like I'm flying blind here, which probably isn't a good thing to be admitting on the show. But, uh, hey, in the sake of full disclosure and honesty, we'll just uh, – <laughs> fess up to it and see where the show takes us from there. But, you know, there were only reviewing the 16 games this week. There were only maybe three, possibly four where I looked at and said, okay, I think I have a pretty good sense of how this game is going to go. The rest of them, whether it's because they're two good teams battling each other or two bad teams battling each other. I just feel like I'm uh, maybe not quite throwing darts this week, but it's certainly a lot more, seems a lot more of a uh, crapshoot to me than last week. Uh, How does this week's slate strike you? Yeah, I mean, last week, um, we all know I love to, to pick against the spread. Last week, there were some huge spreads. It was it felt very apparent how games were going to go for the most part, um, with or without the spread. You you felt pretty comfortable going into them. Sure, there were some I would well, hope I would go differently. But, Chiefs, but, yeah. but you knew. Yeah, well, yeah, we all felt, we all felt differently that, about that one. <laughs> but still, I mean, this week, there's, there's a lot that I think are going to be close games, and then there are some that it, I just feel like could go either way. And some of that, some of that's due to injuries. Some of that's due to, you know, 
playing musical chairs with some of your starters, but it seems like last week it didn't feel like anyone was evenly matched. This week it feels like a lot a lot closer, if you will. Yeah, so why don't we get right into it then and start off uh, talking about running backs and um, just who who strikes you as somebody you know that's injured that we should be keeping an eye out for, and also um, we'll get into some potential waiver wire pickups then. Yeah, so obviously uh, it's going to be slimmer pickings for you on the waiver wire as as the weeks go on here. Everyone is getting themselves geared up for the playoffs, but we do have a couple of, of injuries and news and notes and all that good stuff there for you. Devontae Freeman, who didn't play last week uh, because of the concussion, has cleared the concussion protocol. He did practice today. Aaron, he's going to play this week. They've announced that now. Aaron Jones is still dealing with a knee injury. Ty Montgomery with the rib injury. So Jamal Williams, come on down. Uh, Doug Martin in the concussion protocol as well. Mike Davis dealing with a groin injury and Damian Williams with that shoulder injury. Um, so certainly from there, you still are left with a lot of running backs by committee and, you know, playing the reindeer games of like, oh, Rex Burkhead's going to break out this week, so he's probably not going to do anything this week because that'd be too obvious. So now we have to try to make sense of, you know, kind of heads and tails of, of which matchups are going to work for you. As far as the waiver wire goes, um, I I like Rod Smith in Dallas. We've talked about him a couple of times this week. Uh, worth noting, Darren McFadden was subsequently released slash announced his retirement this week uh, with the Cowboys. He'd been a healthy scratch for the last two weeks. Um, so Rod Smith is he was the number two in name. Now it's it's more solidified, and with the Cowboys fumbling around a little bit, <laughs> I I think that it's possible he may see some more time this week. Um, Mike Davis in Seattle, like I said, he's a little dinged up with that groin injury. Um, but if you're in a deeper league and you really need a body to fill in, he's out there. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers uh, with Tampa Bay. Doug Martin's still on the fence. So Rogers, obviously, if Doug Martin doesn't play, much more valuable. If he does, eh, less so. And um, uh, DJ Foster in Arizona. He's going to be the number two running back behind Adrian Peterson. I don't love the matchup this week, but again, it's somebody who will be out on the field. And as as we know, they're trying to play Adrian Peterson more just on first and second down. So at least he's got more opportunities than a lot of backups um, for what that's worth. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on Rod Smith. He was actually at the top of my list. Um, Devontae Booker in Denver, him. I think, has a good matchup this week. And I don't like Austin Eckler's matchup so much or Wayne Gallman's, but, you know, if you're really desperate, those guys are probably out there on your waiver wire and uh, maybe, you know, able to, to help you, although I, I tend to think not. But uh, why don't we get into our uh, top ten lists for the week? Why don't you start us off with the running backs, the ones that you like most this week? I'm guessing your one and two are probably the same as mine. Um, it, I've got Le'Veon Bell... Perfect. <laughs> got Le'Veon Bell over a number one overall, followed by Todd Gurley as kind of a one A. Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, and Mark Ingram round out my top five. Um, who would have thought that we'd be extolling the virtues of multiple New Orleans running backs with Derby still quarterbacking that team? But here we are. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon, Marshawn Lynch, and Carlos Hyde round out my top ten. I've got Devontae Freeman, uh, as I said, playing this weekend. Dion Lewis just outside my top ten. 
Okay, I'm going to throw you a bunch of curveballs here, and we'll see. Okay. I think of the guys you mentioned, only two of them were in my top ten. Coincidentally, they were both, you know, one and two, and that would be Le'Veon Bell, one, Jordan Howard, two. I like Kareem Hunt. I think Jordan Howard's going to have a great week. Yeah, I think that's a good possibility against what passes for a defense in San Francisco. But uh, mm-hmm. So Kareem Hunt was my third. Marshawn Lynch, if he's ever going to do anything in fantasy, this is the week against that Giants defense. You figure it's likely that mm-hmm. you know they'll be able to pummel the Giants offense, get out to a lead, and then milk the clock in the later stages of the game. So I think that bodes well for him. Uh, Alex Collins would be my five. It pains me to say this because I released him on a team a week or a few weeks ago, but Amir Abdullah, I think, again, like Marshawn Lynch, if he's ever going to have a big week, this is going to be it. Adrian Peterson, seven. Bilal Powell, eight. Devontae Booker, nine. And believe it or not, Isaiah Crowell uh, with the uh, winless Cleveland Browns uh, would be my ten wow. for this okay. week. Things are getting wild so, yeah, over not there, a lot huh? of over. Yeah, a little, little bit uh, out of the box there, but... Um, I mean, that doesn't mean I don't think Todd Gurley will be okay, but, you know, he's, he's not one of the 10 that I, I think will have a really good week, you know, this week. So um, how about the ones that you uh, don't like who's on your list this week? Uh, DeMarco Murray, I hate saying it, but the Titans just a little bit of a mess. Uh, Jay Ajay, Amir Abdullah, Bilal Powell, who's been kind of a disappointment. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Eddie Lacy, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Stewart, Alfred Morris, and Rex Burkhead. Okay. Um, we have some overlap on our list. Uh, I, you liked Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara more than I did. I liked uh, Bilal Powell and uh, Amir Abdul a little bit more than you do this week. Um, also, my avoid list, uh, I actually had Devontae Freeman at the top of my avoid list. So, wow. Um, Mark Ingram, wow. Okay. <laughs> Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara were also on my avoid list. Um, Melvin Gordon, Lamar Miller. I agree with you on Joe Mixon and DeMarco Murray. I'll throw in uh, Derek Henry as DeMarco Murray's running mate there. J.H.I. I agree with throwing with Garrett Blunt. And uh, Kenyon Drake of Miami, They, yeah. in theory, I, I love their matchups for the playoff weeks. And, you know, he, in theory, should get more of the carries with uh, Damian Williams banged up now. But I just don't like that matchup against the Denver defense. So, uh Thanks, but no thanks yeah, to Kenyon Drake. One. I actually cut him in one league last week to pick up uh, Josh Gordon at the last minute. Not sure if that'll pan out, but uh, of I all my know. running backs that I was uh, boarding, he seemed like the most cuttable at that point. <laughs> well, hopefully that pans out for you. <laughs> all right. So now let's uh, move on to um, wide receivers and injuries. Who Who uh, is on your list? Juju Smith-Schuster is still dealing with that hamstring injury. It looks like he's going to try to go this week, but we'll see. Richard Matthews is also a hamstring injury. Amari Cooper is dealing with a concussion and an ankle injury. Sterling Shepard's just sick. Uh, Robert Woods still dealing with that shoulder injury. We're not going to see him on the field this week. Kelvin Benjamin uh, apparently has a torn meniscus. Still saying he's questionable. Uh, I wouldn't, if he does play, certainly don't play him. Will Fuller still dealing with the rib injury. Chris Hogan still out with his shoulder injury. Alan Hearns with his ankle injury. John Brown still dealing with the toe injury. Mike Williams has a knee injury. And Devin Funches is also dealing with a toe injury. He seems like he's going to be fine to play. 
Uh, also, Michael Crabtree suspended. <laughs> In case yep, you're living you under every, a rock. <laughs> you got every last uh, guy on my list. Um, as far mm-hmm. as waiver wires, there are a few guys that I thought might be helpful this week. Um, I love Tennessee's matchup against you know, the uh, Houston um, defense, the pass defense this week, a but I don't wounded. really. Yeah. Yeah, with Richard Matthews banged up, I might still take a chance and play him, but Corey Davis is still out there in a lot of leagues, and I think he would be a, mm-hmm. a prudent pickup yeah. this week. Uh, Josh Doxson going against that uh, Dallas defense. Corey Coleman, uh, it's hard to say. I, on the surface of it, I don't like Cleveland's mm-hmm. matchup against the Chargers' pass defense, but you figure they're going to be playing from behind, and also with Josh Gordon right. back, you know, and Deshaun Kaiser looked a little bit, better last week so maybe he's worth a pickup uh dd westbrook with jacksonville again mm-hmm. you know like like the cleveland guys you know he's probably going to be held back by his quarterback uh, marquise goodwin in san francisco and Zay jones in buffalo and dontrell inman in chicago were also uh some guys that uh, caught my eye on the waiver wire how about you anybody i overlooked that's on your list for this week um no, if you're looking real, real deep, Josh Reynolds in uh, Los Angeles. Um, but Zay Jones, I can't say enough about. I, I really like him this week. Obviously, if Josh Gordon's on your waiver wire, go pick him up. In, in a lot of places, he still is. And they claim that Hugh Jackson's saying that he wants to give him the ball a lot. I mean, it's still Deshaun Kaiser throwing to him. But that makes – Josh Gordon makes me less excited about Corey Coleman uh, just because I think it's his targets that are going to suffer because of it. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, yeah, I guess that could go a number of ways, and especially if they try to stress the running game early, like I think they will. But if if they fall behind yeah. by a couple of touchdowns, and then you know, I think even though I had Isaiah Crowell ranked 10th for running backs this week, you know, all bets are off Which with that. Which I still that. think is but, aggressive. Uh, <laughs> probably, but uh, – We'll see. We're we're not in the business of being conservative here on the fourth and inches show. So it's not that we're throwing out wild picks just to say we were right when one out of every hundred hits, but yeah, trying to take a reasonable. It feels feels good when that one does. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm certainly not saying bench Todd Gurley or Josh or Jordan Howard for for um, for Isaiah Crowell this week, but if you're looking at playing him as a flex you versus somebody him. like you know, yeah. Richard Matthews or or, you know, or you know, Jarvis Landry, then you know, I think that might be mm-hmm. a reasonable risk to take this week. But anyway, how about um, getting into some uh, top ten? Wide receivers we picks, like. Uh, yeah, how about I'll, I'll kick it off. I'll say uh, Brandon Cook okay. is at the top of my list for this week. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans, too. Robbie Anderson, who I surprised me last week. I didn't think he had a good matchup, but I was forced to start him in a couple of leagues where Juju Smith-Schuster was in my roster, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Corey Davis, five. Thing. Deshaun Jackson, six. Jordy Nelson, seven. Richard Matthews, eight. Um, Marquise Lee, Dontrell Inman, and uh, Jeremy Macklin are, are rounding out my top ten or thereabouts. Okay. So our list look a little different. <laughs> um, I've got Antonio Brown at the I've got Antonio Brown at the top of my list. 
uh, followed by DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks I have at four, Julio Jones at five, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, and Doug Baldwin run out my top ten. I've got Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, Alshon Jeffrey, and Cooper Cup just outside my top ten. So we, we see things a little differently. Yes, you're, I, don't you're have that, probably... I don't have really anybody on your on, on your list on my avoid list. I just am not as high well, on them as you are, I guess. I, I do have a number of players that you mentioned on my avoid surprise, list. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Antonio Brown was at the top of my avoid list. Last week, I think it was flipped. Wow. Last week, I liked Antonio. We both liked Antonio Brown a lot, but you liked Le'Veon Bell a lot, and I didn't, and I think he had a reasonably good like game. I Le'Veon Bell but, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and this week, I'm just not real high against on Antonio Brown. I mean, if there's anything close to anyone who's close to unstoppable in the NFL wide receiver, it's him, but Cincinnati has a pretty good pass defense. And like I said, I think Steelers will be doing most of their damage on the ground this week, but we'll see. Um, AJ Green, you know, again, I don't, you know, there's a matchup of two good secondaries. Don't like AJ Green going against uh, Berg secondary. We'll see. T.Y. Hilton, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Mike Thomas, Adam Thielen, uh, Josh Gordon. We can talk more about that later. Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and Jarvis Landry round out my top ten. And uh, Corey Coleman, Stephon Diggs, and Juju Smith-Schuster were just uh, also on my uh, fringe avoid list. So, yes, we do see things quite differently some, there. We've got some overlap there. I've got uh, T.Y. Hilton on my list as well. Emmanuel Sanders, Marvin Jones, Martavis Bryant, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Sammy Watkins, Corey Coleman, Sterling Shefford, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, some overlap. Um, A little bit. So why don't, why don't we move on to quarterbacks where I'm not sure, you know, between injuries and benchings, yeah. we're going to have probably, you know, at least three and possibly as many as five new starters this week. But uh, who's, who's on the injured list that uh, you're concerned about? Well, this, this section just makes me sad today because, as we know, I'm a big C.J. Beathard fan. <laughs> uh, C.J. Beathard is not starting this week. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make his first start. C.J. Beathard is, worth noting, dealing with hip and knee injuries and probably a, a little bit of a broken heart today. Uh, <laughs> James Winston's been dealing with me and him both. <laughs> Jameis Winston's been dealing with that shoulder injury. It looks like he's going to start this week. Jay Cutler left the game uh, with a pretty nasty-looking concussion. He is out of the concussion protocol. He's going to start this week. Paxton Lynch left the game last week with an ankle injury and some tears, and there was a fight. It was a bad day for Denver. He's out two to four weeks, so we're going to see Trevor Simeon there. Um, Eli Manning, in in a move that surprised the world, Uh is being benched in favor of Geno Smith. I'm sure we will talk at length about that in just a little while. Um, so as far as injuries... If and, I haven't bitten uh, my tongue off by then. Poor decision-making. That That's what brings us to quarterbacks this week. Uh, um, well, Geno Smith says his teammates are excited for him to start. We'll, we'll see about that. Geno Smith and I clearly do not live in the same reality or the same planet, possibly. But, you know, we'll, well He knows we'll get the there. locker room better than I do, but I just have a hard time believing that. But anyway, I don't want to sidetrack the show, so please continue. <laughs> um, how about quarterbacks we like this week? Um, sounds like Geno Smith's not oh, on either um, of our list. Waiver but... wire 
Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. I just got so excited about getting, getting to oh, and quarterback Matthew Stafford's to actually enjoy. is also a concern, at least for me. It is concerning. He is going to play, though, um, barring some kind of setback. So uh, this week, as far as the waiver wire goes, Josh McCown, if he's out there, um, Aaron Rodgers, if you think you're going to the playoffs, it's probably time to get him on your roster. Uh, he's still out there in about half the leagues. Uh, as far as, as guys who are playing this week, Brent Hundley is still available in a whole lot of places. And the matchup, really, if you're going to use him, this is the week to do it. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo out there in a lot of places. I I don't know how excited I am about it, but he's going to be there. He's going to be under center. And if you're you're looking towards the future, maybe Patrick Mahomes is somebody worth putting on your on your bench. Alex Smith is really on the verge of losing his job. It looks like, and it's possible he may not make it through the whole game. So if you're trying to hedge your bets, or you're really really desperate, you know you have an option. All right, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I, Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh McCown were at the top of my list, and also like Brett Hundley's uh, matchup a lot this week. Yeah, I guess you could make an argument for Trevor Simeon going against uh, Miami's defense. Not so much because Miami's defense is bad, but it's just hard to imagine Miami's offense staying on the field for very long against Denver's yeah. defense. So, but you know, I, I think. Uh, Garoppolo, McCown, and Hundley would probably be my uh, top three off the waiver wire. In theory, you know, Geno Smith has a good matchup against the Raiders' defense, but given that it's Geno I Smith, I, I can't just endorse it. No, I just can't do it. No, <laughs> no, I, I can't either. I, I, that's one where okay, if I'm wrong about that and he has a great game, all right, you know, you know, sometimes yeah, things like as, happen. As but a Giants fan, to, you can enjoy that, him, but like I just, his history, I can't. Yeah. I can't fathom a I, way I mean, where he's going to overcome the odds here this week. I just can't. Yeah, I, I don't either, unless somehow they also brought in a new offensive, a new and better offensive line to play in front of him. I have a hard time. And maybe and possibly the, wide receivers that can catch a ball. Wide but, receiver you know, it's neither three, here nor yeah, there. Yeah, so. Okay, well, we'll see how excited his teammates are after the game. My, my guess would be not very. Hopefully, but, nobody uh, sucker punches you, him. <laughs> no, and at least none of his own teammates. But uh, so, <laughs> how or his coach? But uh, how about um, you know your your top ten for uh, quarterbacks that you like this week? Top of my list is Tom Brady. Russell Wilson is kind of a 1A for me. Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, and Kirk Cousins rounding out my top five. Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Case Keenum, and Tyrod Taylor uh, with Matt Ryan just outside my top ten. Okay, our top tens look pretty different. I'm not too surprised. Really? Because I felt but... really good about this. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't feel as good about my picks, apparently. So <laughs> I, I did feel good about putting Tom Brady at the top of the list. So that's a good yeah, that, start. That's I actually all, that's had, all fine. I actually had Tyrod Taylor uh, second on my list. I figure he's going to be falling oh, quite a bit again. I love this. Against New England. And, uh, I'm all in on list now. <laughs> hopefully they got the Nathan Peterman uh, experiment out of their system now. So, um Derek Carr was third on my list. Loved the matchup against the Giants. Jameis Winston, fourth. Loved the matchup against Green Bay's defense. Josh McCown, um, five. Kansas City's defense has not been their strong suit this week. 
are, are this season, Marcus Mariota, Brett Hundley, Blake Bortles, cough, cough, and Mitch Trubisky, cough, 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 are rounding out my top <laughs> ten for this week. You sound super confident in your list. <laughs> well, matchup-wise, that's what's what I've. I, no, I mean, like I can't, I can't argue TV, too, too so. much with it. I mean, yeah. it's just what fun would the show be otherwise? But I'm, I'm guessing that my avoid list will look rather like your, um, your, your, your recommended list. But why don't you tell us who's on your avoided list first? Uh, the first name on it is Geno Smith. <laughs> I just don't want any part of it. Um, definitely don't start Eli Manning either. If Ben McAdoo can't do it, you really shouldn't. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, and Ben Roethlisberger, Deshaun Kaiser, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I mean, I'm less excited about Derek Carr, but I'm not avoiding him. I just I think Marshawn Lynch is going to do more of the damage there and probably their defense, in all honesty. Okay. Um yeah, Seth Roberts is somebody we didn't really mention in the wide receiver section, sure. but you know, given both uh, you know Mari Cooper and you know po- probably Mari Cooper mm-hmm. and definitely you know Michael Crabtree not being there this week, you know that opens up a lot of uh, opportunity I think for both Seth Roberts and uh, Cordero Patterson and, and possibly you know. Um, you know Possibly also uh, Jared Cook at tight end, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. But for quarterbacks to avoid, um, Drew Brees, not real fond of that matchup this week against Carolina's defense. Ben Roethlisberger and Matthew Stafford, I agree with. Andy Dalton, I don't think he'll do much against Pittsburgh's defense. Agree with you on Geno Smith and Jacoby Brissett. Jay Cutler, don't like the matchup against Denver's defense. Deshaun Kaiser, um, if there's one wild card on my list, he's it. Uh, Case Keenum, don't like the matchup against Atlanta's defense. And Blaine Gabbert, uh, not real psyched about his uh, matchup against the Rams defense. So that's uh, that's my list. Yeah. I mean, this kind of is what it All is. Right. There are some games that you just know are not going to be high scoring, or at least we suspect aren't going to be super high scoring in a game like like – Cincinnati and and the Steelers I don't think is going to be you know a hugely high scoring game and I don't think either the quarterbacks are really going to be the difference maker there so it you know it's some of them like for some days some weeks the avoid list is easier to do than the top 10 list yeah so on tight ends there's several big names that are either newly injured or still battling injuries so uh Who's who's at the top of your uh, injury list? Uh, Jordan Reed, shocker there, still dealing with yep. hamstring injury. Uh, Greg Olson, obviously, still dealing with uh, the after effects of this foot injury. Kobe Fleener has a concussion. Um, you know, those are the biggest names to me that are going to be an issue for you this week. Greg Olson, do you start him, or would you look for better options if there is such a thing on the? waiver wire at this point or let me uh um so I, I think i'd stick with that Greg question Wilson. And I, have a high um, I, I think i think i'm a little a little higher on what kind of damage caroline is going to do this week than you are so that probably plays into it but i think i still start him i actually have, have him 10 on my list this week okay um if i knew he was healthy i would 
probably put him there, but I just I don't know. And I to thought me, he had a great he's kind of like Jason Witten. Like week. even if he's missing a leg, like I probably am okay with him playing tight end for my team. Well, I hope he's more like Jason Witten and less like Jordan Reed because Jordan Reed, yeah. you know, all the talent in the world, but if he can't stay healthy and you know, Greg Olson to come back too soon, who knows? You know. So how about, I'll give you this hypothetical. In one of the leagues that I'm in, I have um, Greg Olson on my roster, but Charles Clay is sitting out there on waivers. What would you do for this week if you had to win oh. to get into the playoffs? I'd probably still go Greg Olson. And that pains me okay. a lot to say. Okay. For my waiver wire recommendations, uh, Charles Clay still out there. Yes, he's listed as questionable as of Wednesday, but mm-hmm. still out there. Uh, Eric Ebron still out there. Julius Thomas, George Kittle, and uh, if Greg Olson can't play, Ed Dixon will. So those are the guys that would be on the top of my waiver wire list if I needed a, a tight end for some reason this week. Um, I'd add O.J. Howard, still available in a lot of places, and he seems to have surpassed Cameron Brait and Ricky Seals-Jones yeah, in Arizona. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess he's Blaine Gabbert's new best friend. Uh, the matchup this week is a little tougher for him than the last two, but if you're, you're struggling for somebody, at least he's getting looks. Yeah. Um, so as far as top tens, Go. I have Rob Gronkowski at the top of my yep. list. I'm sure that's a shocker. Uh, Delaney Walker, <laughs> two. Jared Cook, three. I actually have O.J. Howard, fourth on my list, followed by Mercedes Lewis, five. Charles Clay, six. Austin Saparian Jenkins, seven. Ben Watson, eight. Adam Shaheen, nine. And Evan Engram, ten. So some uh, unusual, or I should say different names on my list this week, but Yep. How about your Our lists ten? look a little different. <laughs> that, could, um, that could be the model for our Kelsey. show. <laughs> yeah. Our lists are a little different. <laughs> Tagline for our show, yeah. I feel like we might, like, if we ever had to play Family Feud, like, we might suck at <laughs> Yeah, if we were part of the same oh. family. Well, we'd, we'd cover all possible answers, but we could never get anyone That's to agree true. on our point Ugh. of view. But, uh, <laughs> so who's on your uh, recommended list, your top ten list? I agree with you about Rob Gronkowski right at the top of my list. Um, I have Travis Kelsey next, Zach Ertz, Jimmy Graham, Evan Ingram I have all the way up at five uh, for a whole multitude of reasons, and one being that he's still alive and actively on the Giants roster and probably the only person that Geno Smith's going to have any time to throw to. Uh, Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, um, Vernon Davis, Greg Olson, like I said, rounds out my top ten. I've got Hunter Henry and Jason Witten just outside the top ten. All right, here we go again. My avoid list, Jack Doyle. <laughs> Shockingly like my star list. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we didn't rehearse this ahead of time. Uh, Julius Thomas, Eric Ebron, <laughs> Kobe Fleener, Jesse James, Tyler Croft, David Njuko, um, and Joku, excuse me, Ricky Seals-Jones and Austin Hooper round out my uh, avoid, tight end avoid list. I think we have more overlap oh, sure here. I've got Austin Sperry and Jenkins is on my avoid list. <laughs> so Cameron wow, Bray. I, I figured after all those weeks of you liking him and my not liking him, I'm the one week I put him on my and, top ten right? list. And, you have and him I've been a Charles Clay apologist. List. 
practically my entire life, and here I am telling you not to start them. It's it's a sad world I live in. I've got Charles Clay on my avoid list. Well, it hurts me to world. do these things, but sometimes I have to. Um, Eric Ebron's on my avoid list. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, CJ Fedoritz, Jesse James. It's just uh, my avoid list makes me so sad this week. Well, we, at least we agree on more of the avoid list than the top ten true. list. So, like you said, maybe some weeks it's just easier to do that one. So, yeah. uh, how about how about defenses? Uh, who do you like this week? Love the Jaguars. Chargers, a, a very close second for me. The Rams, Ravens, Steelers, Lions, Eagles, Bears, Patriots, and the Seahawks round out my top ten. Okay. Um, for reasons that you'll probably be able to see pretty clearly, uh, Oakland is at the top of my list this week. Uh, That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> um, Chargers were second on my list followed by Jacksonville, had the Rams, Pittsburgh. Um, for some reason, I had the Rams again on my list. I must have really liked them. You really um, feel good about it. <laughs> I, I Apparently. Um, take that one to the New bank England. this week, guys. Yeah, take that one to the bank. If I have them listed twice in my top ten, you can book <laughs> that one. So They're Pittsburgh, not even on my Baltimore. avoid list, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Then, then it's definitely worth rolling with. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New England, Chicago, and Tampa Bay, those are all defenses that I like this week. Uh, how about uh, defenses you don't like this week? Buffalo at the top of my list. Um, Carolina, Arizona, Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Giants, uh, the Texans, and Miami. Okay, I had... The four that really stuck out to me were Buffalo, Cleveland, Carolina, and Philadelphia. So, mm. so we, we had a healthy amount of disagreement there. That's that would keep the show interesting when we agree on too much. Then that <laughs> makes for boring. Then what's uh, the point of coming? You know. Right. Yes. Exactly. So, how about <clears throat> some individual game predictions? Since we're in the spirit of uh, disagreeing. Disagreeing. So, <laughs> yeah. First up, we've got uh, Washington at Dallas for the Thursday game and probably more to annoy you than for any other reason. I'm going to pick Washington to hand the Cowboys yet another. Uh, I think this will be their third straight loss at home if they lose this. I'll go with Washington 27, Dallas 24. Shocker of all shockers. I see this game a little differently. <laughs> um, I've got the Cowboys winning 27-24. Right. These I mean, teams are both incredible. I, think, I mean, I could see that happening. I, like I said, this is one of those games where, to me, it seemed like a coin flip. But uh, what makes you like the Cowboys this week, besides the fact they're at home? Besides the fact that I'm clearly biased, um, I just the okay. the Redskins, and I'm probably not going to have a job when I go to work tomorrow from saying this, but the Redskins are kind of wildly inconsistent. Kirk Cousins puts up good numbers, but from series to series, can look kind of like a different quarterback. Dak Prescott, if he could just figure out that, like, Alfred Morris can run the exact same plays that Ezekiel Elliott did, everything will be fine. If we could just run the ball, like, five more times a game, it'd be no problem. And I think that maybe we're going to finally figure this out, but, you know, we're, there's really only one way to find out. I'm really excited Dan Billy's back and healthy. <laughs> Sorry, that he's back healthy? 
or kicker. <laughs> oh, Dan Bailey. Yeah, that, that'll make the difference, I'm sure. So Mike Nugent there is over. Yeah. R.I.P. Mike Nugent. Yeah. I, I did have Mike Nugent on several of my fantasy teams for several weeks, but uh, alas, no more. So heading into the Sunday game, <laughs> no. Uh, Denver, even if he you know somehow winds up kicking for the Eagles or somebody, uh, that wouldn't be a good idea. Um, Denver at Miami, gosh, this this is two anemic offenses. I don't know which one I this, like This game less. feels ugly. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go out on a very short limb here and just say that I'll pick Denver to be less of a mess than Miami. I'll go with the final score, Denver 24, Miami 21. I have Denver winning 21-17. Trevor Simeon's going to play quarterback. That's exciting. They're without Aqib Tlaib. That's less exciting. But really, Jay Cutler's going to throw an interception or two, and the Dolphins' defense is – going to be on the field way too long, and eventually they're going to start giving up big plays, and that's sort of how this game's going to go. Okay. Um, Baltimore hosting Detroit. Baltimore winning a lot of not very impressive games, but still winning. So, And Detroit with Matthew Stafford hobbled, and I just don't have a ton of faith in them. I'm going to go with Baltimore to you know, get enough of a running game from Alex Collins to, to beat Detroit. I'll go with a final score of uh, Ravens 27, Lions 20. Okay. I have the Lions winning 26 to 20. Uh, <laughs> so I see the game sort of like similar. Five, extra, five field goals or a missed extra point or what is that? Missed extra point. The safety. It's, been, it's oh, been kind of a rough year to be a kicker. You're getting hurt a lot. Yeah. You're not doing that great of a job. I mean – it's it's been kind of a, a down year for them. Punters, on the other hand, really on the upswing. But you know that's that's a whole thing for another time. <laughs> um, neither of these teams really feel like world beaters. Uh, the Lions just look bad. I think I don't I don't really think there's any way sugarcoated. They look bad on Thanksgiving. Um, the Ravens have looked better, but they've been playing some pretty subpar quarterbacks. I think Matthew Stafford, despite what looks like a pretty nasty ankle sprain will be able to, to make enough happen here that they'll, they'll be able to sneak a win out, but I don't feel like this is going to be the prettiest game. So next up, we've got Tennessee hosting Houston, Houston, surprisingly competitive, even without Deshaun Watson, but definitely not the same team. Tennessee, you know, they should be able to win this game fairly handily, but I'll, I'll say that Houston manages to keep it, Fairly close. I'll go with a final score of uh, Tennessee through the air, 27. Houston um, through the air, 21. Okay. I actually have the same score. Um, this is obviously going to be a very different game than last time they met, where Houston put up a bazillion points on, on them. Who was their the quarterback? Are... Oh, yeah, that's right. That, uh, yeah. I can't remember Remember, the guy's remember name. that guy, Deshaun Watson? Oh, yeah. He was pretty good, wasn't he? Uh, he was. He was. Uh, Marcus Mariota, if he could stop throwing interceptions, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about believing in the Titans as a first-place team, but here we are. Um, you know, this this is kind of the, the week to right the ship, if you will, against this Houston team that's just decimated by injuries. I just I just don't think they can hang right now. Like, it's sort of sad. 
I'm sorry, Houston. All right. Sticking on the AFC South, we've got the other two teams playing each other. That would be uh, Jacksonville hosting Indianapolis. And again, I think the team that's tied for first will prevail over the team that's not. And that would mean that I'm picking Jacksonville. I'll go with a final score of uh, Jacksonville 24, Indianapolis 17. Got Jacksonville winning this 28-14. I just... The Colts, you know, we really we wanted to believe how the season started could be okay. And granted, you know, Blake Bortles is still the quarterback of the Jaguars, but in spite of that, they still keep managing to win games. Uh, you think that last week's loss, you know, especially to a Blaine Gabbert quarterback team, would kind of motivate you to come out and and really kind of try to show us what you're made of this week. That's what I'm hoping for, but. The Jaguars' defense is really going to be the difference maker here. You would think. Um, Next up, we've got Mm. Kansas City playing the New York team for the second time. Actually, I don't think they um, have played the Giants yet, but they are playing both the Jets and the Giants um, um, this year. Um, They play the Jets this Sunday, and Kansas City, I think, both of these teams have been going in the wrong direction the last few weeks, but the difference is Kansas City still has a winning record and a chance to make the playoffs. The Jets don't. I, mean, I guess in theory they have an outside chance of being a wild card team, but I, I don't think there's much chance of that happening. I'll go here with the final score of uh, Kansas City 24, uh, Jets 21. You may have blocked out Kansas City playing the Giants, but that was at field goal party two weeks ago. Nice oh, yeah. 12 to 9, to 9 game. game. Yep. It yep. was so ugly. I don't blame you for erasing it from your mind. It was a game they actually won. It was, yeah. I mean, it probably surprised you. I, that yeah. was that was the beginning of the end here for the Chiefs. I mean, ugh. Patrick Mahomes. Possibly. So they're making their second that. trip to the Meadowlands in three weeks, and I think I, uh, this time they'll come back with a victory. I think they'll win this one. I don't necessarily think they're scoring a whole lot more points, but... Um, I've got them winning 17 to 14 field goal party. Just, just keep rolling. Uh, I, this game's going to go back and forth. It, it's probably going to be more interesting to watch than some of the other games, but it's certainly not going to be high scoring. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Minnesota traveling to Atlanta and what should be one of the more interesting games of the week. And Could I have be to an say NFC that title Minnesota game. Uh, I don't possibly. I, I'm not, I I'm not saying that with a lot of confidence, team. but I'm saying it's possible. Oh yeah, it's possible. I think there are two of say four or five teams in the NFC that could be in the title game. Yeah. I think Philadelphia, Carolina, um, and possibly the Rams or Seattle might uh, also have something to say about that. But I, I have the Minnesota, the, the touchdown celebration they had on Thanksgiving day where they all, Sat in so the end zone and pretended they were eating Thanksgiving dinner. That has to be my favorite touchdown celebration of the of the season. I'm so all far. in on these organized touchdown celebrations. I'm all in on it. Some are better than others. I mean, the track relay or the bobsled team that I could, the Vikings you know, do a those. phenomenal job of it, and very consistently, I might add. Every week they've got yeah. a couple. Yeah, well, I I do think they'll have uh, opportunity to break out a few this week, and I I do think. 
that they are going to find a way to eke out this game. I'll say uh, final score, Vikings 27, uh, Falcons 24. Okay, okay. I don't hate it. I actually, I thought we were going to argue about this because I was going to pick the Vikings, and, and here we are agreeing about it, which sort of makes me feel like the Falcons might win. <laughs> no, I actually, I had them score. winning. No, I didn't. I had them winning 31-27. I think this is going to be a little higher scoring. Um, granted, both the defenses are not bad. I just think that there's so much offense on both sides of the ball that they're going to still put points up in spite of pretty decent defenses. Um, I mean, this is going to be the eighth win in a row for the Vikings. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they definitely don't look as talented, at least not on offense, as some of the other teams that are up in the you know in the rankings right now. But um, I don't know how it keeps happening, but it so. does. Even with yeah, Devontae Freeman back, I think, that, I think that they're a little more cohesive of an offense and that that's going to be the difference maker. All right, uh, we should probably go into two-minute drill mode here if we're going to have enough time to mm-hmm. do uh, DFS at the end of the show. But uh, um, New England at Buffalo, I, this is one of those games where I look at it and say it's pretty obvious to me New England should win this easily, whether they do or not. I, I thought um, Buffalo would lose last week, and they didn't. But this week I'm confident New England keeps their recent run going. I'll say final score, New England 34, Buffalo 21. Got New England winning thirty to twenty four. I have it a little closer. I'm very excited about Tyrod Taylor this week, and I'm very excited that you're on board with that as well. Um, the Bills. Seem I'm to even least... more on board than you are, apparently. I know, I know. Which like it's, it's even better. But uh, the Bills always find a way against the Patriots. Um, you know, the last couple of years they've managed to beat them a few times. I don't think that's going to happen here. Let's, let's not get too crazy, um, but. I just think that they'll be able to at least hang around long enough to keep this interesting. Okay, next we have um, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers traveling to Chicago. Battle of quarterbacks that weren't starting at the beginning of the season. I think the difference here is actually going to be Chicago's ground game, and I think they'll ride that to a 27-21 victory. All, All Jordan Howard all the time. Yep. I, I actually, as much as it pains me, I'm picking the 49ers to win this. Um, I just, the Bears, I think Jordan Howard's going to have a great day. Uh, I think he's really the only bright spot on this team right now. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's had a couple of weeks to get used to the rosters. To He's been practicing. He's throwing to these guys. Uh, I think they're going to come in and maybe surprise some people. I have them winning 24-17. Okay, that'll be a good one to track. Um, Next one is another game that could potentially be high-scoring. Tampa Bay at Chicago, Jameis Winston back, Brett Hundley showing some signs of life. I think there'll be other games that are more high-scoring, but this should be one of the more entertaining games. I'm going to go with the same score as I did in the previous game, but I'll pick the road team to win. I'll say Tampa 27, Green Bay 21. Okay, Um, I, I could see this game going either way. Um, Jameis Winston's back I, because he's not 100%. I, you know, I might actually feel better if Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing here. Um, but I'm taking the Packers to win this 27-21. Uh, I think that Brett Hudley has – I mean, he was great last week. 
and I think he can he can hold his own here. That's I think I think it's possible. He's been the definition of inconsistent, but uh, you're right. If he plays like he did last week, then then sure they'll win. But I just have little faith he'll be able to do that. That's okay. I've got enough faith for both of us. Okay. (laughs) So, but I bet neither one of us have much faith in the Browns who are traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers this week. Nope. And in spite of my picking Isaiah Crowell as the top 10 running back this week, I still think Cleveland will get blown out. And so I'm going to go with a final score of Chargers 31, Cleveland 14. I have 27 to 10, the Chargers winning. Granted, Let's not forget, the Chargers did lose to the Browns last year. I do not think that will happen this year. Zero predictive value for this game, Yeah, I think. I mean, we both like to get a little wild and pick the Browns to win games, but this is not the one. Philip Rivers is all fired up uh, about Eli Manning getting benched, and he's he's really, in the last five games, been very, very good. He's not throwing interceptions like he normally does. Um, you know, I just... I just don't see a way that the Browns can stay relevant in this game. Yeah, I was wrong. I didn't think Keenan Allen would last the season, but he obviously has and yeah. he's playing at a high level. So, And yeah, with Cleveland, too, it'll be interesting. Josh Gordon, yeah, I'm on the fence whether to start him in a couple of leagues where I picked him up. I almost feel like I want to start him. I mean, him they're going to be playing from just... behind all day. You'd think he's gonna he's got to fall into some points. I don't know. I, I could see them getting off to a good start on the ground with Isaiah Crowell, but I just don't, you know, and maybe that opens up the Isaiah Crowell game, thing but, very differently. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. Or, or throw in it's Duke okay, Johnson though. if you want, but uh, I just think Cleveland yeah. will be able to move the ball more on the ground than through the air, but uh, we'll see. And again, they haven't had, uh, you know, Casey Coleman and uh, Josh Gordon all season, so they could probably look like a different team. Uh, next up, we've got a battle of NFC South teams, Carolina at New Orleans, in spite of my not being a little thing I'd like Drew... to call a shootout. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'll go with the home team in this one. I, this is another game. Don't feel a ton of confidence in this, but I'll go with New Orleans to win this 31-24. Turbies at home is always a good pick. Um, Cam Newton, I think... You know, he's he's going to hang around, but the Saints can run and throw the ball, and that just it makes such a difference. Um, Panthers had some issues last week with the Jets. You know, I, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to slow down the Saints enough. So I have them winning uh, a close one, 33-30. I think that there's going to be, from what it sounds like, probably more scoring than you do. So you're picking New Orleans or Carolina? New Orleans. Okay. All right. Um, Next up, we've got an NFC West showdown between a team that was expected to be very good and a team that wasn't. Uh, Only the roles are reversed here. The Rams have turned out to be the good team and the the, uh, Cardinals not so much. I'll pick the Rams to continue their, their run of success this season. Not quite as good a team on the road as they are at home, but I think Arizona's banged up enough and Blaine Gabbard, just don't see him doing much against the Rams' defense. I'll go with the final score, Rams 27, uh, Cardinals 20. I have Rams winning 31-20. to 20. So I, I, <laughs> I'm a little more confident in this one than you are. 
I don't think Blaine Gabbert is going to beat the Rams the way that he beat the Jaguars last week. Uh, and let's not forget the Rams are the ones who uh, stopped Carson Palmer in his tracks a few weeks ago. This is going to be a lot of Todd Gurley. Pretty excited about Cooper Cup, but I just ugh, the Cardinals are they're struggling. Okay, um, the next game, the less said about it, the better. Giants are at Oakland. They pick Oakland by a couple touchdowns. We'll say Oakland 27, the Giants, if they're lucky, 13. I've actually seen some people picking the Giants, which I've, I thought was pretty aggressive. Even even I can't do that. Um, granted, the only way I can see that happening of... is if their defense gets a turnover and scores a touchdown and maybe – you know, and maybe David, you know, maybe Derek Carr breaks a leg and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, Der- David I Carr breaking a leg is not going to help your cause. <laughs> but David I, Carr I breaking think a this leg, is, no, that... <laughs> so 10 years ago, that. maybe, but not here. Well, um, played against granted, his brother the Raiders he survived, but yeah, the Raiders are, are without Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper likely probably not going to play. So that that does make things a little tougher, but the Giants are without a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, an offensive line, uh, wide receivers that want to hang on to the ball. I just don't see a way short of something catastrophic happening like you mentioned. Um, I've got the Raiders winning this 24-17. to I think they'll fall into some points, but I don't think the game's going to feel as close as the score looks. The Giants' defense has actually been pretty decent the last few weeks. But yeah, but when you're on the field be, for like 50 minutes of the game, they're not going to look that good yeah, at the end of the game. Their offense is arguably <clears throat> one of the worst in the league, and it's, it's not going to get better with Geno Smith. All right, no. next we have what another one that should be really interesting. We've got uh, the 10-1 and 1 Eagles traveling to um, – play the Seahawks in Seattle for the Sunday night game. This should be a good game. Russell Wilson has definitely been one of the biggest surprises for me this year. I thought he was going to take a step backward because I didn't think he had much in the way of receivers other than Doug Baldwin. And I thought his running game was going to be there for him this season. It turns out the opposite has happened on both those fronts. Uh, There's no running game Mm -hmm. to speak of unless it's supplied by Russell Wilson himself. And he's actually had a pretty decent receiving core between Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham. And, you know, he's you know definitely got to be in the MVP conversation, I think. And I think yeah. they're going to hand he's kept that Philadelphia. Yeah, he, he definitely just... has. And I think not only are they going to stay afloat against Philadelphia, I think they'll actually beat them all and hand them their second loss of the season. I'll go with a final mm-hmm. score of Seahawks 31, uh, the other birds 24. I had 31-27. Uh, I also have Seattle winning this. I just I don't necessarily know if the Eagles are ready for prime time in Seattle. Granted, they've they've been better. They've played better than they certainly looked to start the season. They've been winning a lot of games that I didn't necessarily think they were going to win. But this you're going against the 12th man, even a beat up, and and that's a very beat up Seattle team. I think they're going to find a way. Russell Wilson is just too good right now. I thought you were going to say a beat-up 12th man. Well, I mean, I don't know what happens there, but (laughs) I think the 12th man will be okay. All right. And then finally, we've got the Monday night game with uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. And 
this one, it seems to me that Pittsburgh should win. It's just a matter of by how much. I'll say that Cincinnati's defense keeps it fairly close and just has been well documented. Ben Roethlisberger not quite as effective on the road as at home. And since this is a road game, I think they'll win, but not by a lot. I'll go with Pittsburgh 24, Cincinnati 17. I've got Pittsburgh winning this 31 to 20. So I, I think it's going to go a little differently. Um, the Bengals are a real mess. I think that the only reason I really still like A.J. Green this week is because they're going to play from behind and they're going to have to throw the ball and he's going to walk into a few things. I mean, at some point he's going to catch a ball. And I think that's really the only way they're going to be a factor in this game. But this game feels so ugly. All right. So we agreed on 12 of the 16 games, which is probably a little Actually bit more than average for us. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> got off to a kind of rocky start there. But I disagree with that, too, <laughs> first three games. But uh, we, we seem to hit our stride with That's the okay. Sunday We game. rallied. So we did. So how about, uh, speaking of rallying, how about your DFS picks for this week? Uh, we got some good ones this week. There's some good value picks. If you're looking to stack, and I know you are, uh, the Saints, Bills, Jaguars, Giants. and Chargers. Those, uh, yeah, all in on the Giants. Uh, could not be less in on the Giants. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of people out there Gino who want to tell you that Geno Smith is going to be. <laughs> Gino Smith is a real bargain, and there are people who are going to want to tell you, you can you can save there. Don't don't do it. You can save with Tyrod Taylor. You can save with Josh McCown. I'd rather yeah. you even put Blake Bortles in there. Like he's going to hurt you less than Geno Smith will. Um, so those are my three picks at quarterback. I'm absolutely not endorsing Geno Smith. Uh, loving Dion Lewis this week. Jordan Howard, like we said before, I can't say enough about him. Jarek McKinnon, Jamal Williams, and Frank Gore. A wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to have to pay for it, but it's going to be worth it. He gets so many targets, you get what you pay for there. Cooper Cup, the price is definitely right there. Devontae Adams, Zay Jones, like we talked about earlier in the show, I'm a big fan of his this week. Ted Ginn Jr., kind of a revenge game, could be interesting. I think there are points to be had. Robbie Anderson, Marquise Lee, and Keenan Allen, who we talked about, still alive, shockingly enough. At tight end, Hunter Henry, Delaney Walker, and as I talked about earlier, Ricky Seals-Jones in Arizona. Not the world's best matchup, but he'll get looks. His price is super, super good for your lineup. So it's worth taking a flyer there. And at defense, the Jets, Chargers, Ravens, Jaguars, Packers, the price range is right there, and the return on investment is certainly going to help you out. So... Those are those are uh, my picks for Daily Fantasy this week. We certainly want to hear from you all week long. If you have questions about your lineup, you need help with who to start or who to sit, or you want to argue with us, since clearly we are big fans of that, you can find us all over the place, all over social media. FantasyFootballSherpa.com is kind of our hub. From there, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And then we will be back next week, Wednesday night, as we always are, bringing another hour, uh, helping lead your team to fantasy victory, unless, of course, you're playing us. (laughs) All right. Good luck, everyone, this week, and we'll see you next week.